0: The Reasonable Voices are advocates prioritizing education, preserving our history, leading by example for a peaceful and prosperous world, by evoking and embracing both creative artists and political unity as solutions to our challenges. Good afternoon. This is the Reasonable Voices News Talk Radio program, and I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice. During this time of the coronavirus, COVID-19, I decided until further notice to dedicate the Reasonable Voices radio program to reminders of how we Americans have weathered many hardships in the past and come through, all of them, stronger together. And I believe the work, the profession, the advocacy, and the adaptability of our guests today is essential to what keeps hope and dreams alive through the arts and artists. So that's why I asked Erica Arvold to be my guest this afternoon. Erica Arvold, owner and CEO of Arvold, has spent 30 years as a casting director, educator, speaker, producer, writer, and director, and an advocate for artists. Erica has contributed to, participated in, or helmed the making of over 140 films, 85 television shows, and countless multimedia and commercial projects. Her company, Arvold, that's A-R-V-O-L-D, is headquartered in Charlottesville, Virginia, and has offices in Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome, Erica Arvold, to The Reasonable Voices. How are you today?
1: I'm well, thanks Marcella, that's quite an introduction.
0: (laughs) Well, you're quite a person, so there. You know, it's been a while since Erica and I have had time to chat and so much has happened to the world, not just in our lives, but in everyone's life. Erica, I I spoke of your adaptability, so share with us how Arvold is adapting to the impact of COVID-19 on film and television production.
1: Yes, we have had to pivot. Um, like so many others and so many other small businesses, you know, the the mainstay of our offices is really casting, um, location casting in the Southeast and Mid-Atlantic, at least has been for the last 10 years since I moved from Los Angeles to the East Coast. And um, we've always had a very strong education arm, which has been... A wonderful give back in my life. And uh, we also have a production arm, which certain years is very busy and other years is more dormant or essentially a hobby. Mm. So, casting has been the mainstay. And that's, you know, my anchor and what I began doing in this business 30 years ago. So, everything I do that uh, is always a creative endeavor that I must continue exploring is is based in casting so when my jobs and our jobs had to shut down based on COVID-19 which is obviously a very good decision we were left with zero casting work Mm. and um, you know in the middle of two series essentially so that was quite an opportunity to pivot and rather than Honestly, rather than shutting down the business, I really wanted to keep the business, which is six employees plus others, other freelancers and whatnot, but six core team employees, not only paid, but it was so important to me. This is the first year my company has actually provided health insurance for my employees. Mm -hmm. And it just was one of the bucket lists. Items that I, as an accidental CEO, really take such responsibility and pride in, and it literally, you know, some people want to achieve X, Y, and Z. One of my big achievements was providing health insurance, oh. um, and it really, it couldn't have come at a better time, and it couldn't also have come at a more challenging time because I don't want to let my employees go, and it all impact their ability to pay for either their own health insurance or our company health insurance depending on what they opted for Mm -hmm. and so we decided to really pivot into and lean very heavily into our education department Mm -hmm. which has been a real interesting ride I feel like every day we pivot in some way shape or form Um, the complexity was I got COVID March 1st and so I was battling getting better as well as trying to figure out how to obtain a PPP loan, staying up until 3 in the morning not getting sleep, trying to then get healthy and really honestly have been through quite a challenging time but have learned so much Mm. from it and have learned to balance even more in terms of my own health and my own. Thankfully, I I made it through. I'm in I think week eight or nine now, and I walked 5,000 steps yesterday, which is wow. a huge deal. On sure. my normal day, I would you know before COVID, I would watch, walk a ton, but I'm still recuperating. My lungs are still recuperating. It may be for the you know foreseeable future that I have some after effects, but but I never lost my drive and my spirit, and as a matter of fact, my stubbornness and my digging my heels in just Mm -hmm. was increased by being ill and uh, so I really put the gas on education and not only for actor training but more, more so in the vein of practicing a creative craft during times like this so we've you know really made pay what you wish and free classes available as well as you know pay full price if you are feeling generous (laughs) (laughs) classes available and um and it's been a wonderful way to connect and honestly it keeps my own creative spirit alive it's keeping the spirit of all six of us at the company alive and then we've pivoted again and i'm about to launch you're one of the first people to hear it Mm -hmm. a a program for all humans non-actors i would call it but actors are welcome as well Mm -hmm. um to learn those very technical tactics to communicating online, which you know is my expertise, really, yes. because of self tapes and the acting world, and yes. whatnot. So there's technical things that certainly are are good to know, but even more so than that, it's about how to shine your true self through that screen, mm. how you can really connect with somebody and make a personal impact and a personal connection and deepen your relationship to have some really meaningful conversation, even if it's in the boardroom, even if it's a webinar where you're a leader talking to thousands of people, there are ways that actors have connected and and affected people emotionally, which is their job that I specialize in that can now be applied to every person on screen. And we can't ignore that. We can't sit in the back of the classroom and be invisible anymore. We can't. We are on screen and present. So let's embrace what we have on an individual level and share that with the world. That's the gift that this is giving us right now, I think.
0: You know, I agree, Erica. I've spoken to a few people about this uh, who have been guests on the show that, you know, suddenly we have to look each other in the eye. (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know suddenly there's everything is one-on-one even if your screen is filled with a a number of people through zoom and we are learning to do this and I recently as mid-march I finished directing a, a few videos and then I had to learn how to edit them remotely with the editor in in Charlottesville and with me in my home studio and we are learning things. It's not easy, but I want to pause just a moment to say this mm-hmm. just a number of times lately. you know we hear on television, everybody must knows somebody who's had covid nineteen and i've I've said many times, just to myself, you know I haven't i i I am very fortunate I have it And then, of all people, you, my God, I'm, I didn't know this, and I'm so glad you're doing as well as you're doing. Um,
1: well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, I got it very early on, so I was diagnosed, but I was not tested. Huh. Um, and um, my sister's a doctor, and I have several doctors in the family, and so I'm very excited to potentially get tested for antibodies and whatnot. And, yes. you know, but every, I mean, I there's really no... Combating my symptoms, put it that way. Mm, (laughs) In terms of, do I have it? Do I not? And I just have to assume that I did, for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. But I've been quarantined at home since then. So I have. I drove a car yesterday for the first time since March first, and I went and I social distanced twenty feet away from my mom for Mother's Day, and wore a mask and uh and whatnot but the whole family my husband and my child also got it right afterwards and it was you know in various degrees for each of us I definitely had it the worst because you know I go big Marcello I don't don't take anything lightly (laughs) I just I just whatever it is I I do it all the way healthy as a horse normally I mean I am a very very healthy person yes um so, when I get something, I just go big. Yeah.
0: I remember you doing crew, and I mean, just so talking about healthy. Anyway, yeah. uh, I just wanted to say love you as always, and happy Mother's Day to you. And oh, uh Wishing you all the best, of course. And and I know, and we want to get back to what's happening in the future, yes. but I I do want to throw out a few things so everyone knows who we're talking to here. When we talk about uh, uh, casting directors, Erica Arvold is right up at the top with the very best of all at the top of this business. And she, she uh, some of her credits, I, I could go on forever, but let's just mention a few. Harriet, House of Cards, Lincoln, Loving, The President is Missing, Turn Washington spies. I mean, and you've also directed short films. I believe Thursday and Here Today. And you, you've won the best first-time director at Indie Short Fest, Los Angeles. And and, uh, are is that sort of thing still going on? I mean, uh, I,
1: it is. I mean, I'm so excited not only to broaden the education department, but my own creativity. During this time, or my own, you know, how do I explain it? When I direct, I feel like, wow, my 30 years in this business, in all the aspects of the business that I have worked in and been privy to or shadowed, and all of my personal artistic nature, my my painting ability, my people skills, the psychology that I've learned, all of it was in use on set as a director, Mm -hmm. all of it. Mm -hmm. And so it was incredibly fulfilling. And the two films that I directed, the two short films last year that I directed, I'm so proud of. And one, I was very, very involved in the script development and really mentored a young woman Uh, through the process and it's really fulfilling to see it succeed the way it has and see her really come into her own as well and continue to be a creative and then the other one I was really just a director for hire quote unquote Hmm. but having that experience and the same you know crew love fantastic collaboration was really informative they both i always say i started you know i directed it's like having twins because i Mm -hmm. shot them two weeks apart (laughs) Uh and they both had a very different trajectory in terms of preparation and completion but just based on those actual films i've been inspired to grab a short film script that i wrote back in 2013 i think Mm -hmm. um and um and i'm going to Well, I'm going to shoot it hopefully in the fall, but we'll see what the world has in store. Mm. And so I'm really excited to, to, you know, produce and and direct a short film that I've written. And then from that, I've gotten inquiries for a couple of feature films to helm and and to direct. And so I just am so encouraged by that. And it's, you know, it's one of those things... You know, you kind of have this little idea. It's very specific. You throw it out to the wind. You concentrate on your work every day. It's a hope, but I'm not obsessed with it. And Mm -hmm. it just keeps keeps on, you know, like a magnet. It just keeps coming to me. And so anytime someone, you know, says, here, I have a script. I'm interested in possibly you directing it. What do you think? I just, I get so excited. Mm -hmm. And, And I don't know. It's like it's a new endeavor and a new level or a new hat that um, I think I'm looking forward to wearing more often and you know, I don't know if I'm a, like a you know, a tour indie filmmaker I'm way, way too much of a collaborator with everyone, you know, I've got my editor, I've got my team mm-hmm. you know, all, all of this And um, but but television is also interesting to me and in being involved as a casting director I also have gotten the amazing privilege to shadow a few directors on some television shows that I have cast mm-hmm. and because my producers and, and creators you know usually they end up finding out because we work so closely together that I also have a little bee in my bonnet about learning about directing
0: yes, yes.
1: and uh, and they're so kind and and you know invite me to participate on a greater level frankly mm-hmm. although my first priority of course is casting the Yes, you know, Very best, you know Absolutely. actors to fulfill their creative vision, you know, even more more past past what their expectations are. But but yeah, that's I mean, I don't know, I feel like I'm kind of waning and waxing on, but I really I love all of it, Marcello. I yes. love the education, I love I love impacting other people in a way that maybe catalyzes them to think about something or inspires them to do something. And I feel like that in my own soul. I can do that by educating. I can do that by directing. I can do that by casting. I can do that by all the different things that I do. So let's just keep going. So right now it's more about, okay, let's just get the word out. Like, marketing has never been my strong suit. Mm -hmm. And so I'm learning so much now. And this is the other thing that, you know, this time has afforded me to concentrate solely on educating and then, you know, thinking creatively about the other projects too. Yes. But really, what do I need to do and learn and what team members do I have? Some invaluable team members, all of them, they're invaluable. So we can carry on and keep this company not only afloat, but thriving. Exactly. You know, thriving in the unknown. That was my, that was our theme for the beginning of 2020. Who knew how appropriate it would be? It, thriving in the unknown.
0: <laughs> all right, we're, we're going to jump in and take a short break. Erica, for, for all of the information she's giving us, is glossing over some of great uh, accomplishments, which I'm going to mention at the top of the next segment. But uh, for now, we're going to take a short break. We are talking to the to the survivor, the thriver, the the incredibly accomplished gifted creator of film, television, casting, education. Uh, we'll be right back. Stay with us. We're talking to Erica Arvold of Arvold. We'll be right back. Welcome to the indie Film Minute. In history class, most of us learned that the Civil War ended the institution of slavery in America. The 13th Amendment declared that neither slavery nor involuntary servitude should be legal in the land except as a punishment for crime. It is this conspicuous loophole that award-winning director Ava DuVernay explores in her blistering documentary, 13th, through a series of interviews with academics, businessmen, and politicians from both sides of the aisle, along with horrific historical photographs and modern video footage, 13th makes the case that slavery never disappeared in America. It only changed form, first with the Jim Crow laws of the South, then in the 80s as the war on drugs, and now with the disproportionate mass incarceration of black Americans. The subject matter is difficult, but DuVernay has edited the film so as to make it impossible to turn away. There are no moments of silence, no places to catch your breath. Hip-hop lyrics punctuate the film's segments, relentless in their plea for justice. If ever a film deserved to become required viewing across America, it would be 13th. Watch it tonight. 13th, Not in Theaters, Discovery Through Rental. Welcome back to the Reasonable Voices News Talk Radio Program. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, and my guest today is Erica Arvold, whose primary talent, we might say, is casting, but I've seen her. I've worked with her as a co-teacher, but I've also studied with her as a student. And I know she knows uh, what she speaks, but I mentioned at the end of the last segment that she kind of glossed over a few things when she talks about mentoring. Erica it, it mentored filmmakers at Austin Film Festival Screenwriters Conference, at the Independent Television Festival, at Richmond International Film Festival, and of course at the Virginia Film Festival, among many others. And I want to mention also, as my own personal testimony, I always, always, in every way, professionally appreciated when I got to actually audition for Erica in the room because, and I've said this to her, by the way, at auditions when we were finished, back in the New York days, I would teach actors how to audition on camera, but tell them, you know, most casting directors are there for the numbers, to get it done. I mean, it's not a bad thing, we got to see a lot of people, that sort of thing so you have to be you have to come prepared you have to give them choices you have to show them something so that they can say oh that's good do that again but try it this way well erica always put me through my paces and as i told her in in a number of auditions i told her she was a director way back when because she is, she was, and she ever will be. Okay. All right, you let's did, get back. Marcello, you did, you <laughs> did. Yeah, I did, I remember. And it's true, okay. All right, so now you know my opinion. But back to Erica, and I think the the measure of courage and stamina and, and thriving comes out of being able to, to see a new situation and go, okay, we can do this and we just need to pivot. And that's kind of what we're talking about today with Erica Arvold. Casting is still in her blood and will never go away. But education and the different—you know what—I have an education hmm. question. Uh, are are there specific classes you're offering for? Because I've taught you know executives on camera too, who had nothing to do with show business, but they needed to understand how to present their presentations. But I wonder, are there classes for actors who? Because I get this question all the time, even before the coronavirus. Self-taping was a challenge for for many actors that I know. Those you know over 50, but in any case, uh, is, are there classes to help the actors that have been around for a while how to deal with self taping and what casting directors expect through that? As an oh, audition, yes.
1: yeah, definitely. I have, I mean, for actors, we have an entire curriculum and we have four master teachers, one of those who is me, right? Mm-hmm, yes, <laughs> um, and we've been, you know, really not only concentrating on that, I think that for all humans right now Mm -hmm. there is this push and pull and maybe I just think it's for all humans because it's in my head Mm -hmm. but there's a push and pull of wanting to take advantage of this time to learn more to get ahead to concentrate on all those things that we never get to in our busy daily lives and then you know complimented or fighting a little bit with oh boy we need to just relax and take a breath and and I don't feel like doing anything and I'm not creatively inspired and whatnot and I think we've got to listen to all of it holistically because there are times where I'm like great I want to you know make progress with this aspect of my company I want to connect in this way and offer this class to these actors or offer this class to these business people or these cla- this class to these entrepreneurs who are having to do you know sales calls on zoom now yes and and how to really make meaningful you know, meaningful conversation and meaningful connection over the small screen and then I also think that giving a pass to everyone, including myself, to say, you know what, right now, that's not fulfilling me. That is not what I want to do. And I think the feeling of should or the feeling of obligation to make the best of this time is something I wish were eradicated. I think we need to think and can encourage ourselves to think in great self-compassion and compassion for others. And whatever speed we're going whatever mountain we're climbing or hill we're kind of you know coasting down is perfect mm. exactly as it is right now and that is really the message to myself but also to everyone else so while we have classes very pragmatically to address some very specific notions we also always weave in our philosophy, which is exactly what I just explained to you, Mm. so that if someone, yeah, can take these tips, but you know what, also go, you know, meditate or take a bath or just enjoy the outdoors for the rest of the day, because all of this is going to filter in. It's almost as if time doesn't exist. I remember when I was with a grandparent who was in hospice many years ago now, I remember saying, gosh, time goes so fast and so slow all in the same day, yes. and I'm not sure how to gauge it, mm-hmm. and I feel like we're in that in-between time zone right now, which is actually this gorgeous place to be if it's just acceptance and just going by the rhythm of our truest self.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, there is, it's certainly, and again, I was talking with a, a a New York producer friend who we both agreed that there seems to be, we have more time than we've ever had and yet it's still moving very quickly and fills up very quickly. But at the same time, there's time to reflect. I think that's what I'm hearing you say. And that those reflections, that self-discovery deserve time but they also inspire new things we maybe didn't think about as much before. Or things we've thought about a lot, but as you said, kind of on the back burner, you've been thinking about directing film, and all of a sudden, uh, people are talking to you about that real possibility. How much can you tell us about that?
1: Um, I can tell you that I am excited and thrilled and open, and I can't wait to share more.
0: Okay. How's that? <laughs> I thought I'd try to slip it in, but I know <laughs> we're calling this pre pre production. OK. <laughs> wow. But, you, you know, I and, and I what I love about what I'm hearing you say is that and you have had it, you've had COVID-19 and yet it has it has not stopped you. You are working through it. You are taking care of yourself. I know, but you are working through this. You, you're following all the rules, and yet you're still out there making it happen, even if that's in your home as opposed to in your office. How
1: exactly? I mean, but, but you know, there's so many people that have this drive. There's so many people that's, you know, I don't know if I if I if I didn't have the office, the six of us mm. who literally are the heart and soul of Arvold. Um, I don't know if I would feel differently. I think I would feel very alone, but mm. this has been such an opportunity to just rally for one another and for other small businesses. I have been in touch with so many people. I mean, I can tell you very personally, my banker is absolutely an angel, and I don't say that lightly. Mm. Um Troy called me e- or emailed me twice before the PPP loan. Uh-huh. And I just, I was just not in a place to hear it. I don't know if my brain was still foggy from being ill, but I was just like, what is this? I don't know. And he stayed on me in such a way that then I applied and he literally handheld me through the application process he's always there he's still we still talk to each other often and that's the only reason the business is alive and I don't think it's because of the PPP loan I mean it is financially because of the PPP loan but I wouldn't have ever gotten it if my amazing banker who is in the city of Charlottesville who I know and have worked with for years didn't reach out and there have been so many things my accountants and my like there are so many people that i have done business with as a small business entity within both atlanta and charlottesville who reached out and supported each other i've never felt more love as a small business Mm. ever and i just think that's such a gorgeous thing and i you know try very much to give that back to other small businesses it doesn't matter if they're in the film and television industry it doesn't matter you know what it is but i know you know that i keep you know taking my pilates classes at posture studio because mm-hmm. i know they're a small business plus they're awesome classes yes. i would do it anyway but you know <laughs> it's like everything we can do to help one another is really coming out and i'm i'm I don't know i just really embrace that and i'm so grateful like i wish i had a big party after we can all get back together again in whatever form that that may be safe you know i want to like take every one of those people in my business life to say thank you so much and look meet each other see how amazing you all are
0: and you know i imagine some of that is also that that attitude that spirit that you have of giving back it's always been evident and prevalent. And I guess that now is really part of the fuel propelling your endeavor to help, as you say, all, all humans. All all people need to take a lot out of this period of time and the challenges. But one of the things, as you've mentioned several times, is that we need to be able to communicate with one another. We need to be able to learn how to listen and, and to, to answer the needs of others. And it does cross over all professions but i love your your advocates for community but also for artists tell us tell us you were going to say something
1: yeah no i i think so well here's the thing the thing i know about artists is their true self deserves to be heard and seen and that's why they go into being actors is is because they're showing their vulnerability they're exposing their true self so people can you know empathize or learn or be entertained by something that you know we're all thinking essentially Mm. that's the beauty of being an artist but now here's the opportunity where every human whether they consider themselves an artist or not i frankly consider everyone an artist but Mm. you know if they if if they don't you know consider themselves an artist here's an opportunity for your true self to be seen and heard Mm, and mm -hmm. unlike any other time. And I think that's my greater goal is applying these acting techniques, applying these, you know, wonderful exercises and games to the introverts of the world, to the extra extroverts of the world. It doesn't matter what your personality is or your quiet nature is that is part of your true self and yes. that itself can come through the screen and so you don't have to be showy and flippy and a leader and an extrovert and to you know fill the room with your energy at all mm. it's it's about really knowing yourself and knowing your value and how that then really supports everyone else I think that's the biggest thing and going back to my banker it's a perfect example I was talking to him shortly after the PPP business um, went through which I'm very grateful and lucky for because I know I'm a rarity in the small businesses who received one but you know, he said this is the first time hopefully he doesn't mind me saying this he said this is one of the first times in my career as a banker I feel like I can really help I'm really mm. doing something yes. and I thought that's so beautiful but guess what we all have that opportunity yeah. now in such a profound way even though we're all sequestered at home It's isn't that interesting that's the balance of everything I suppose we're at home and yet we can be more influential than we ever have been with knowing ourselves, and being ourselves. Yes.
0: How do people reach out to you? You know, websites, how how do they get in touch? And, yeah. Uh, oh, well,
1: yeah, our website is www.arvold.com. That's A-R-V-O-L-D. Like Arnold, but a V as in Victor instead of the N. All of our social media is at Arvold Official. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and then um, my I am on Erica Arvold. I'm on LinkedIn as well, which I'm unearthing from years ago. So uh, <laughs> you know, when in my spare time, I'll I'll try to catch up on that. But really, the launch of this, you know, we call it Meta M E T A for uh-huh. various reasons. Um, mastering engagement through action is what the acronym stands for. But mm. that's where we have the true. It's a true self series is what it is. It's true online communication, true conversations for those, you know, challenging conversations, uh, true team for better communication for businesses and corporations. And there's all sorts of other other fun, you know, mm-hmm. classes, including just the true self class, which is really more for self-empowerment and getting to know oneself. But it's all such a fun endeavor and so appropriate right now so i'm hoping my hope my secret desire is that that is what sustains the company during this time mm. and and it must it must i will work my myself uh, right into making that successful hopefully yes.
0: <laughs> absolutely and anyone who works with erica arvald or has worked for Arvold knows that Erica has a marvelous team that she's put together over the years, and she drives uh, herself harder than anyone else. So it's a shame we have to go. Perhaps we'll have another catch-up in 30 days or so with Erica Arvold, who, well, she's she's done it all and is doing it all. And COVID-19 be damned, she's on. <laughs> we're off and running as usual. She she is an amazing contribution to humankind. How's that?
1: Ellicott. Oh my golly, Marcella! No, we're right no. back at you, oh. sir. Thank you so, so, so much for having me was my pleasure. on, and uh, and uh, I look forward to speaking to you next time.
0: You got it. Take care, and all the best.
1: Okay. Right back at you. Thank you. I shall. Bye. Bye.
0: And now another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. Every once in a while a young actor or actress gives a truly career-defining performance. Think Abigail Breslin in Little Miss Sunshine or Quvenzhané Wallace in Beasts of the Southern Wild. Occasionally filmgoers are lucky enough to witness two such performances at once, as with the spectacular Now starring Miles Teller and Shailene Woodley. Teller plays Sutter Keeley, a high school senior who focuses on having fun and living in the now, never fretting about the future. Following a night of drunken revelry, he wakes up on the front lawn of Amy Finicky. A shy, nerdy girl played by Woodley. A spark develops between the two as they traverse senior year, but their growing relationship is threatened by Sutter's increasingly self-destructive behavior. The Spectacular Now is a heartfelt and realistic teenage relationship story, shining in large measure thanks to the compelling performances of Teller and Woodley, who shared a special jewelry prize at the Sundance Film Festival. Their scenes together provide honest vulnerability and palpable uncertainty, combining tension and tenderness in equal measure. The Spectacular Now lands with worthy impact for those in the age bracket and for the rest of us who remember it so well. The Spectacular Now. Not in theaters. Discovery through rental. Hello, I'm Marcello Rolando, the reasonable voice, Thanking you for joining us and becoming one of the reasonable voices heard around the world. Who are we really? What we have in common or what we don't? Are we proof of American exceptionalism or worn down by corporatism's commercialized opinion-making zombies? Have we settled for being manipulated by moneyed motivators maneuvering us like chessboard pieces to maintain their kingship status quo, depleting our income? 248 years after our Boston Tea Party, are the 20% of new America's loyalists to King George III reincarnated in the 40% of Americans loyal to the new Trumped GOP? Or are there more 2022 conservatives like Liz Cheney rather than Joe Manchin? We can hold accountable the pawns of illegitimate power, violently attempting the 6th January 2021 coup, by the way, reminiscent of the business plot attempt by wealthy bankers and businessmen to replace our 32nd president with a dictator. Or we can defy what is past is prologue by following the money financing the treasonous provocateurs on air, online, and in government. Did we not learn from Bismarck and Germany's aristocracy that only a free people in a free society can control an out-of-control, single-minded, morally deficient dictator convinced the repetition of a big lie would grant him power over all the people all of the time, wrapped in a flag and or brandishing a Bible to incite foot soldiers to destroy a democratic republic unless, as Franklin challenged if we can keep it with our votes. We can favor opposites, defend opposing opinions, and still join forces for the greater good, or continue to be manipulated by both Wall Street and K Street, contorting truth to blind us to what we share in common. Are we the personification of brotherly love, or the brutes of border bias? We can either work toward our exceptional dream of a more perfect union or settle for living in denial of what our over-consuming self-indulgence for instant gratification has wrought on our children and planet. Are we, for family's sake, vaccinated, maintaining safe distances, and masked, or trumped by hypocrites, foolhardily offering a digit gesticulation to common sense? We can continue to be a nation addicted to adding EST to the end of as many words as possible, thinking it boosts our American prowess. Or we can admit and accept we're not the best nor even the brightest when embracing empire-building while relegating less fortunate nations to America-first vulgarities." Which choice should we make to best transport our holiday spirit of giving into 2022, loving our neighbors as ourselves, or worshipping political demagogues? We can personify justice for all, or be imbibed with justice denied. Is our belief in ourselves contingent upon President John F. Kennedy and his son returning alive at the site of his November 22, 1963 assassination to anoint a delusional ex-president? Or is our faith placed in preserving the institutional senatorial power now finally favoring Americans knowing what and who were behind the attempted coup of the United States of America, albeit 11 months after the fact? while still too busy to face his tornado-ravaged constituents. Do we still emulate Abraham, Martin, John, and Bobby, asking what we can do for our country, or do we violently attack the congressional certification of the will of we the people? We can be real or fake, honest or foxy, patriots or bigots, We can claim we love God and country, but unless we love all living here of every hue as we love ourselves, it will be the greatest lie we utter about the big lie liar. We can vote for a Republican Party which no longer embraces the Emancipation Proclamation, nor reflects the united and United States of America, or... We can melt down 1920 status symbols, memorializing legal racism, and propel our neglected union's harmonious spirit into every fiber of our being throughout the coming year. We can continue believing the lie that all Americans were born into equal opportunity, equal justice for all, and equal potential for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Or we can wake up. Admit not only is the proverbial level playing field non-existent, but for more than 43% of Americans, the goalposts continue to move out of sight. We can even be a Democratic representative, updating Reagan's repulsive welfare queen political exploitation, or see ourselves renewed in Americans who nominated our 46th president. We can continue thinking mental health is the stepchild of physical health care, or we can insist health insurance providers and governors join the 21st century. We can educate ourselves with half-truths, or all who were born here can choose to learn why so many are dying to live here. Are we a people for whom a sad shake of the head is sufficient response to domestic terrorism, gun violence, and 800,000 COVID deaths? Or shall we carefully reread our Bill of Rights until we comprehend what it guarantees and what it does not? Only we, the people, can decide whether America is to be or not to be for that is the question we must answer. Thank you, and join us. Become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world.